Praise God. Aren't you glad we get to come in here where it's cool? Amen. Are you cool today? Yes. You know, it, <clears throat> um, there's a, a lot of heat going on in the world right now, isn't there? And I'm thankful that, that we have an opportunity to escape the heat, not just the, the, the temperature heat, but the world's heat. You know what I mean? And we can get into the presence of God. And we've experienced that all, already, haven't you? Amen. Isn't he good? He's faithful. You know, it's amazing. Every time we run to him, we arrive. <laughs> Every time we go to him, he doesn't, he doesn't push us away. He, he, he re- receives us into his presence. Amen. And it has nothing to do with us. I mean, other than we're coming. We don't qualify at all, do we? It's just because of God's goodness. And I was just thinking about each person here today, what, how, how precious it is that, that you are here today. And, you know, there's a, <clears throat> there's a lot going on in our economy right now that is, that is kind of shifty. <laughs> it's kind of it's precarious, isn't it? It's like we don't, you can feel unsure in what's going on in the world right now. Um, but I was thinking about what we have in this room here is the economy of heaven. That, that God values you. He treasures you. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's sometimes, uh, I, I think that takes some major revelation to where it actually becomes something because when, when you see how God sees you, it will change how you see you. <laughs> and then what, what Jesus came to do, he came to give us life and life abundantly and we can actually walk and live in that as, as, as we begin to get God's perspective of who we are. Amen? Amen. So we're going we're gonna to open up the word here and uh, we're going to look at some things that are going to help us today. But I don't want there to be uh, a, a changing. You know, I, I've been involved in, in singing and playing the guitar for, for church. And I'll say it that way because... That's not worship in itself. Worship isn't just music. Worship is saying, God, what is appropriate for me to do right now in your presence? And you know, that can take place in your house. It can take place on your job. It can take place in the, in the, in the marketplace. Wherever you are, God is there. And there's an appropriate way to act. Amen? Amen. You know, sometimes we try to define what worship is. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of worship conferences, you know, and it's, it's getting down on the floor and it's, it's raising your hands. And it's, it's, there's a lot of things that are involved in it. But you know what? We don't, in the supermarket, you don't have to start going, you know, like this or get down on the floor. No. But you can carry the glory of God as you're aware of his presence, amen? So, in light of that, what I consider we're getting ready to do right now is worship. Because I believe God wants to speak something to our hearts, amen? Now, y'all are here to trust what God has given me, and I, and I welcome you to do that, and, and, and for it to not just be me, amen? But for it to be, God, what do you want to say to my heart today? What do you what what can I receive that that is gonna 
take this reality that you say I am so valuable and actually make it real in my life. Amen? Because it's real whether we see it or not. But it's a whole lot better if we see it. Amen? So what this requires is some revelation. And so I got started just uh, a couple weeks ago on something that I'm just real concerned. Well, I'm not worried, but there's a... There's something that we have in our relationship with God that is for us today. I don't know. It's like there's, there's this tendency right now for, for even Christians to feel like they're under attack. Is anybody kind of experiencing some of that? I mean, you know, um, we were reading in the men's <laughs> this, this week. that if, if anybody wants to live godly, they will suffer persecution. That is... You know, and that might have been partly in the culture that they were in. We don't have people putting people in jail yet, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they are. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's an atmosphere of, of oppression. And um, we are not to be moved by these things. We, we don't get our, our comfort. We don't get our joy. We don't get what I'm going to talk about today, hope. We don't get these things from the world. So the world should not be able to affect them in us. And if we're getting attacked in some way, and and this is not coming against anybody, this isn't putting oppression on us, but we have an answer. And we're not going to find it in the world, and we're not going to find it just sitting around thinking about it. And and please, just talking to your friends, there's not answers there. And I feel bad about this, but but I've almost gotten really skeptical of somebody that puts a doctor before their name. You know, it's like <laughs> I just don't want to. Just because you're saying doctor does does not mean that I'm I'm going to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> All due respect, you know, <laughs> because the wisdom that I want to follow after is wisdom from God, and so um, so we got started a couple weeks ago and talking about the comfort. That we need. And, and whenever you're being attacked, you need some comfort. When you're feeling oppressed, when you're feeling weak, you need somebody or you need comfort. Yeah. And so we, we saw then that w- what comfort is, is not just patting you on the back and telling you're okay and, the, and that whatever you want to identify with is okay. No, that's not an answer. That's not comfort. Saying you can just be however you want to be. No, comfort is God has a plan for your life, and this is the way you need to go to find that. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And that's where you actually find what your soul is longing for. Your soul is not longing just to be at peace. Because we like to define peace as the absence of any kind of conflict. But really, peace comes in finding what God's will is for your life and then going in that direction. Right? Okay, so so there's there's actually a purpose in in these three things that I, I feel like God has given us is that we need to define what what God his comfort is. And we saw that he sent a comforter, the Holy Spirit. And we we've experienced that today, haven't we? Isn't that wonderful? But the purpose of the Holy Spirit isn't just to make us feel good and to have an experience and an encounter. If it's not changing our life. Amen? So the purpose of the Holy Spirit isn't just to give us goosebumps and cause us to fall down when somebody lays their hand on us. 
The purpose of, of the Holy Spirit is to give us direction for our life. That's what comfort is. So that we can walk in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we're having a problem in our flesh, there's scripture that says if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust, the demands of the flesh, right? And so um, that's true. And so what needs to happen with it, and there's a soul side of us. You know, sometimes we, we want to uh, negate the, the role of the soul, and yet Jesus came to save our souls because it doesn't matter if there's an answer there if your soul isn't responding to it. Your soul is what decides what you're going to do. The soul is, is the part of you that determines whether you're having a good day or not. <laughs> you know? And so it's very important when you find that comfort for there to be a response. And, and we found out last week, that's joy. Where you decide, because we, we are, are, are creatures of habit. and We get used to responding to certain things in a certain way, Right? And a lot of times we just go right away to the negative. We go right away to, to what's wrong. But if you're finding the comfort of the Holy Spirit, we found out that, you know what? You need to start putting on joy. Right when the enemy comes against you, 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 you just count it as a reason to get happy. Why? Because you found a reason. You found comfort from what God has said. And if that's a reality, if that's going to be something that's actually changing your life, it has to change your face. It has to make you happy. Yes. Amen? Amen? And what your, your heritage, your family, whatever, you've gotten used to doing is no excuse. Because in his presence, and this is something that, that needs to happen. You know, we had an experience in his presence this morning. Amen? One of its most powerful effects in our life that we have to yield to and put on is joy. Because it's in joy that we get our strength to do what? Take the direction that comfort will take us to. That's going to require strength. Amen? So today I want to look at, at, um, at, at hope. Because... What hope does is it, it puts that end result because when you're getting comfort, you're still in the middle of something, aren't you? Yeah. And what does comfort come to you with? It comes and says, if you take this direction, this is where you'll end up, right? Now, what's wonderful about Christ is, is we get something right now. But I don't know about you, but I got something right now that I still want to go somewhere else in. You know what I mean? I mean, ultimately, it's heaven. And, you know, I, I've been saying, God, show me how ridiculous any care on this earth is compared to where I'm going. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, he came to give us a hope. But there's time. There's endurance in between. 
We get these attacks in between. So if you're feeling an attack today, if you've been going through something, you say, you know, a lot of times we want to we want to get help in this, and, and and it's it's real. Our souls are going through something. We have longings of our soul. We want to be in relationships. We want to be successful. We want to not. And you know, a lot of times, if you can break it down, that thing in itself is very small compared to a hope that we have. Because what happens when you're feeling under attack, your expectations are being adjusted based upon something that's happening to you. You're thinking it's changing your trajectory. And the thing that you long for, you feel like it's not going to happen now because you're going through something. Is that right? I want to call this the anchoring hope because what happens from the time that you get you get that comfort from, from a direction that, you're, that God's going to take you that's going to relieve you from this thing that you're going through. There's something that needs to happen in your soul that's going to cause you to be able to stay on the path that's going to get you there. Because the only thing the enemy can do is get you to quit. So what keeps you going is hope. Now, this is a very natural thing. This is something that if you're going to do anything, you have to have hope. If you're going to be successful at anything, you have to have, it's like I went to, to college and, and a, there was a degree that I was going for. Actually, I was wanting to become good at something too in the process, but what I was, I was going for a degree. And so, you know what? It was hard. And I, when I went to college, it's like, I'm not going there to play. You know, I got, I got, they, what do they call it? They pledge you to a, a fraternity, a Lambda Chi. It was all the farm boys from my part of the country. And, and um, my next door neighbor ended up being one of them. And, and it's like, I went to one of their things and all they're doing is drinking. And, you know, and it's like, why do I want to do this? I didn't come here for this. You know, I, I came here because I had a hope to do something. And it's going to be very hard. I'm going to have to set myself to do it. But and it was it was really challenging in a lot of different ways for me, um, but because I had that thing set in front of me, I put aside other things that would keep me from getting there. And I said, I don't care what I'm feeling right now. I don't care how hard this is. I'm going to go and I'm going to accomplish that thing. So this is what we get in God. We get something that's set before us. That when we're going through something, we can get our focus off of what we're going through and keep it on what we're going to. Amen? Isn't that good? So what happens is it's an anchor to our soul. Okay, so real quick. um, (laughs) We went went out to the lake a couple weeks. Was it a couple weeks ago? Whenever it was. um, Memorial Day. Was it Memorial Day? Yeah, it was a Memorial Day. So... Our, our families, the bears and the beermans get together and we go out, we went out to the lake and um, get a, like a pontoon boat and you go over and, and uh, you drop an anchor because you want to play in the water and you want to do these kinds of things. And it's amazing, you know, you, you, you drop that anchor and we're, you know, we're, I don't know, 20 yards from the shore or something like that, 20, 30 yards from the shore and you're playing around and all of a sudden you look up and the shore is like 15 feet away. And, you, and But you dropped an anchor. But there's other things going on in the lake than you just sitting there with the anchor. Right. There's currents. Yes. 
There's things, there's boats going by with wakes, you know. There's, there's other things happening that are taking you. And so you have to make sure, you have to pull the boat back in, in, you know, further into the lake. And then you have to drop the anchor again. And you have to be careful when you're dropping the anchor that you make sure that it sets. It doesn't, because it'll drag. And, and it'll drift. And you'll actually go down the shore too. And you'll look up and you thought, you thought everything was okay, but all of a sudden your anchor wasn't holding. So you have to reset it and you have to, you have to, it, an anchor requires maintenance. So hope, and I've got a definition that's going to include what we've been going through that I talked about already. It's a condition of the soul. So it's something that you're, it's a status of your soul. That has to do where comfort has been found with regard to a joyful expectation that equips it to stand strong and overcome until experienced. Does that make sense? I know it's kind of long, but it includes what we need. You have to have something that has inspired you. Amen? And it's not just something small. It's something that changes your status. You, you're having fun in the lake. You're you're having a good time now, right? You're you got you got out of town. <laughs> you're having a nice time together, right? But what it does, it allows you to maintain that until you get to your destination. We've been given a new life in Christ, but we have a path to take in this in this life. That He came to give us not just eternal life, but now life. Amen? His promise is not just heaven. His promise is now. But, but with every promise, it's kind of like the children of Israel. They went through the wilderness first, right? And what messed them up is they didn't have their hope in God superseding their trust in themselves. And so because of that, they ended up dying in the process. Their hope was not anchored in the right place. Right? So it's focusing intentionally on a promise yet to be experienced. So this is not, and we'll see this, this is not something that's anti-faith. In fact, faith requires hope. Because if you, with hope, if you've already arrived, you don't need faith anymore. Right? So Hope is an integral part of faith. And without faith, you don't even please God. Why? Because God, the things that are going to get us there are the promises of God. And God likes for us to believe him and to trust in him. Amen. So there's three levels of hope that I want to look at here. Because even in the word of God, when you're looking at, at, at hope, there can be a hope like, I hope it doesn't rain today, you know. And I call that an oh well hope. Okay, that's that's like if it does if it rains, you say oh well, right? Your life isn't over with. You, it just just didn't come out the way you hoped it would, right? That's not a big deal. Those kind of hopes, right? And then there's a oh man hope. For me, that's when the Broncos lose in the Super Bowl. My life isn't over, but oh man. 
You understand that? Your soul is still going through something, but, but you're going to make it, you know. But then there's the uh-uh hope. This is when you decide that it looks like I lost, but I'm not done. Amen. Amen. This is, oh, no. You got to have that kind of, can you say that with me? Oh, no. You know, you know Chinese is, is kind of one of those, you know, or Vietnamese. Hey, isn't it cool how they talk? It's like, and they can, they can say the same word, but they, they, they you know, and it, and it means something different. And you think, well, that's just Chinese, but no, it's us too. It's English too, because you say, oh, no, or oh, no. See there? We're kind of Asian and we didn't even know it. (laughs) All right, that's kind of funny. But (laughs) so we actually had an example of this, and this is kind of this is what I want to relate to. You know, John was telling us a story about about what they've gone through in their life. And they and you know they are very blessed right now. God blessed them in a lot of financial ways and and uh, they, they own Dahlia Cafe in town, and it, it wasn't always like it is. They went through some times when they had to, what did you say? It was like three years that they were kind of underwater that whole time. And he said, he's talking to God every day. He said, he said, but he would not give up. It was an oh no hope. It's like, and, and it, didn't, it didn't happen just like that. No, there was a, that hope is what carried him through to where he's at right where they're at right now. It's the blessing of God, but it requires an oh no hope that no, I'm not done. When the enemy comes in like a flood, oh no. Amen. Why? Because I have a promise from God. And if God promised me something, I'm not done. I might be going through something right now, but we're not done. I ain't oh well in this and giving up. Amen. 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 Or even oh man in it. It's an oh no. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. One. So this is, this is actually the definition of faith. And, and faith requires hope. I already said this, but let's just read this real quick. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. Right? It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us. Even though we cannot see it up ahead. Amen? Now, I just want to challenge us with this because we're aware of this. But if what we're going through is becoming overwhelming, it's because our hope is being challenged. And there's something we can do about it. We can pull our boat back in where things are right. And we can anchor our hope again. Amen? Amen. Now, this is, we've, I want to encourage you. We've already been doing that this morning. When we come in, and we, this is why it's so essential for us to come together. For us to have a body. Because this kind of a thing requires community God's designed it this way that we need each other to anchor our hope amen all right 
So Hebrews 6, 18. Anchoring hope is going past the veil into God's presence with his word. So this is a wonderful thing. This is what we've been doing here this morning. And and a lot of times when we just come forward, we're, we're experiencing the presence of God. But hope isn't just an experience. Hope is like a contract. Hope, hope is more like, God, I don't, just, I don't just need your presence. I need your word. But it's inverse too. We don't just need his word. We need his presence. Amen? So that the, the secure, otherwise the, the, the anchor's gonna drag for some reason. But it requires continual maintenance. So, so let's look at this, Hebrews 6, 18. So it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. How many know that? <laughs> now I challenge us, we need to believe it more. We need to act on it more. Amen? Because our souls become overwhelmed when our believers become challenged. Right? But, so, so we have this understanding. It's impossible for God to lie. So if God promised me something, it's impossible for it to not come to pass. Is that right? Right. Okay. But this is the cool thing about God because he understands how we're made. And he understands that we don't just need to know something. We need to experience something. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness, which is where we find his strength and comfort. For he empowers us to seize what he has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. We have this certain hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. He is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. So what is that talking about? He's saying, you know, where you're going to get your soul anchored is accessing the very presence of God but not just accessing the presence of God, accessing it with a knowledge of what his will is. Amen? Because that's faith. Did you know that you can experience the presence of God and never be in faith? You can have, you can see the glory of God. You can see all kinds of things and never, why? Because faith has to do with hope. And you don't get hope without understanding what God has promised. Amen? So that's why his word becomes so important when we go into his presence. And that's why we're going to have a worship night tonight. I encourage everybody to come because we want to be in the presence of God. But we don't want to just experience the presence of God and have have that be our, our, our only encounter. We want to grow in faith. Amen? That requires his word. All right, let's go to Philippians 3, 7. For anchoring in Christ has to be the only, oh, no man, hope. So where are we challenged in this? 
because we have other oh no mans in our life, right? And this, does, this is why we, we, it requires us going into the presence of God because and <laughs> it's, it's kind of like my wife. I, I, uh, I didn't meet, meet my wife until I, how old was I? 26, I think. Yeah, I was, I was pretty, I was really, I know it, it well, no, it's obvious. I, I was a bandit. I robbed the cradle. But just speaking from a young man, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're always wondering, you know? And so you're, you kind of, with your wondering comes wandering eyes. So you're, you know, you're always checking out the possibilities, you know? All right, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> but when I found this one, I found the one, but she didn't become an oh no one with no other ones. She became more of that the more I was around her. Do you see that? For now, now you get some major problems if, if you start having wandering eyes once you've gotten the one, yeah. right? You can't maintain the one if you have wandering eyes still. Does that make sense? This is, this is why it requires going into, you know what? This access to the presence of God is not a small thing. It's a huge thing. Amen? He is the one. Even above my wife. <laughs> right? In fact, until I get, don't get him right, I don't get her right. Amen? In fact, my wandering eyes with regard to her will be helped most by getting them secure in him. Amen? One of the biggest problems in marriages is the guys just didn't learn to, have, uh, to get rid of those wandering eyes. <laughs> and, it, it, and a big part of that is because he never got his eyes on the oh no one. Amen? Does that make sense? This is why we require the presence of God. And I'm sure there's some kind of correlation for women too, but I'm a guy talking right now, so all right. <laughs> so Philippians 3, 7. But all these things that I once thought were worthwhile, all these other things that I, I was really gonna miss out if I didn't accomplish them, right? Now I've thrown them all away so that I can put my trust and hope in Christ alone. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I have put aside all else, counting up worth less than nothing in order that I can have Christ. So there's this requirement. If we're going to have him is that, there's going to be a letting go of some other things. It's like I said in college, I, I didn't get into the fraternity because I had something else I'm going for. But until we get into that relationship with God where we're actually encountering, we want him more than anything else. That anchor's gonna slip around and we're gonna be susceptible to the attacks of the enemy that can cause our soul to be overwhelmed, right? 
It's our soul that needs to be secured in him. Let's go to Romans 4.18. So this is an example that that was Paul talking. This is Abraham, right? Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. When there was nothing else that could support him, when there was nothing else in his life that made it like, I'm going to keep going towards this, he said, I'm going to keep hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations for, can you say for with me? Say for, God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. So what kept What secured, what anchored Abraham's hope? Man, this is amazing because he only got this one word from God, didn't he? We have a whole New Testament Bible. Amen? And maybe that's the problem. We just have too many. Okay, I give up. It's just too many. No. Everyone is precious. Abraham had one, and he said, even though there is no other... Reason for me to hope in this, I hope in it just because God said. And you know, this this is where we get freed from the economy. We get freed from all the things that could feel like an attack against us. Amen? (laughs) When we said, if God said it, if he said he will be with me, he'll never leave me, that means I'm not alone. Amen? All right, let's go to Romans 8. Are you doing good this morning? We're getting our anchor secured in a place, amen? Amen. Recognizing the soul's groaning, it'll release it in the spirit. So this is what happens with us. A lot of times, there can be just like an oppression coming over us, affecting your soul. Anybody experience that? (laughs) It's like, I know God said this. I know this is going on. But my soul just feels yuck. Right? And the the problem with that is it can cause your anchor to slip also. If you start deciding that maybe God didn't say because my soul's not feeling like it. Does that make sense? And this is where the Holy Spirit can help us with this. It's because God's word did not change, but our soul needs to be affected. Our soul needs some help. And you know what our soul responds to is expression. Expressions that, that, that are right for the moment that will affect the moment. Because when our spirits are going, our souls are going through something, we, we, they don't just need to be ignored. They need to be dealt with. Right? And this is where the Holy Spirit comes and the gift of the Holy Spirit comes because it allows a release of a groaning inside. As long as we're on the earth, there's going to be a groaning inside of us. It's just not right. It's just not right. We're supposed to be living in heaven, but we have to live on the earth. It's just not right. That's funny, but you know it's true? Amen? Amen. We were designed to be in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. And we have a blessed hope. Our Redeemer's coming to take us away. Amen? (laughs) Amen. 
But as, so as long as we're on this earth, there's going to be this challenge to our soul. And it's very good to, to, to begin to identify any time we're being challenged in our soul. There might be something that we know about, but sometimes there's not something we don't even know what it is. We're just feeling oppression. We've been given the Holy Spirit for this exact thing. There can be a release. And this is why, this is why we need to practice it. We need to utilize this gift of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Larry giving me a, a fishing pole for, for uh, my birthday or something. And it just sits in the truck all the time. It's a really good fishing pole. Or maybe a gun. An AR. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was just fine. Don't anybody get mad at me. But, you know, until you actually go out and, and utilize it, it's just... It's not really a gift until you utilize it, right? And, and the almighty God, Jesus said, I'm going away so you can get this gift. You don't get this gift unless I leave. And, and he leaves and we get this gift. And what is the purpose of it? It's to care for our souls until we arrive at the, at the destination we've been promised. Amen. And there's an opportunity in this gift we've been given. When we put it into operation, we release it. It's a river of life coming up from the inside. Yes. Amen? Yes. And it deals with our soul. Yes. It will deal with your soul every time you apply it. Yes. Amen? Yes. <laughs> now, some, sometimes you might have to hang out there for a while. Sometimes you have to let it work, do its work. But I'm telling you what, it will transform your perspective. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, the most effective way to do this is what we just saw, though. Not just praying in the Holy Ghost, but considering what God said. Amen? Because what God said is always going to be what faith is. And faith lifts the soul. Secures it in hope. Amen? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. <laughs> so there's this groaning. Even, even nature is groaning in this, right? For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And this is the part where we need to, we need to learn this. If our souls are being challenged, there's, we do not have to stay in this condition. Right. Amen? Exactly. All right. Amen. All right, let's go to this next one. Oh, likewise, the Spirit helps also. In our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So that thing inside of you that is saying not this isn't right, it gets expression. It gets release. Amen? All right, let's go to this next one. Romans 5, uh, 1. So we get this anchoring in, in the presence of God, in his word, the Holy Spirit comes along to help us in this. Amen? 
but it requires maintenance. It requires recognition of what's going on when we're challenged. Amen? So we need to we need to secure that anchor really good. Well, this is what we did the other day. It's like you can kind of feel where it is, and you can get it secured in something that's going to snag it and hold, hold, hold on to it, and then you make sure it stays there, right? It requires maintenance. So now, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith in his promises, right? We've got all this going on. He's given us a promise, so now we're right. We're going in the right direction. We can have real peace with him because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. For because our faith... Because of our faith, he has brought us in the place of highest privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward. Don't you like this? How many need some confidence and joy? You know, we apply it by faith, don't we? Yes. Amen? Amen? We. Oh, where am I in there? See, see I like it in front of my, in my hand. All right. Confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God had in mind for us to be. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. How many have been rejoicing when you're getting attacked? (laughs) If you were here last week, you know that you can, right? (laughs) You can rejoice, right? So what does rejoicing do? It throws the anchor back down into a place where it can get secured again. Exactly. Amen? So now when you're being challenged, you do not look at this like it's something that's going to overwhelm you. Right. You look at it like, I don't get to win unless I get to do this. Yeah. But every trial that comes, I get to win again. Yeah. You know what that does for a winner? Makes them a winner. <laughs> you don't win without a trial. You don't win without an ob- obstacle, right? <laughs> for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. What is patience? That's what takes you all the way to the end, isn't it? But you don't have patience without hope. You have to have hope to keep you patient. So every time something comes, it's an opportunity to grow in patience. How many are signing up? You want to sign up for this. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> I'll tell you what I find out. I'm preaching this right now. There's a very good chance we're going to be challenged in some of this. Amen? <laughs> but you know what? We should be looking at it like an opportunity. Not to be overcome, but to be overcomers. Right? right? If we anchor our hope in the right place. And we cut off the other hopes. We don't let these other things keep us down. Amen. The patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. This is a process. How many have experienced this already? Amen. You know, that's, that's what I liked about with, with John sharing his testimony. You know, I, what happens on the other end of being patient and standing on, a, on the hope that God gives us, securing our anchor, what happens on the other end of it is we're stronger. Amen. The next time something comes, we recognize what it is. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And we can go stronger in it. Hallelujah. Then when, when that happens, we are able to hold our heads high no matter what happens and know that all is well for we know how dearly God loves us exactly. and we feel this warm love everywhere within us. 
because God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't this wonderful what yes. we have? Yes. Can you see how this is, this is not optional for where we're at right now? No. In the world that we're in, what doesn't matter. Each one of us is challenged in different ways, but God has given us the same answer for each one of us. Yes. And it's not just a lofty thing that we can feel like is beyond us. It's very real. We can encounter his presence. And his love washes over us. And we, we just have a wonderful time having our souls anchored in a hope that's unshakable. Amen? This is what we have. Isn't it amazing how sometimes we can get overwhelmed by something when we already have its answer? Let's be changed in this today. Amen? You know, this is, this is New Life Church where everything changes. Don't, aren't you glad everything changes? All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen? Let's give ourselves to the answer God gives us. Let's allow there to be joy rise up inside of us. Amen? Let's, let's allow there to be hope rise. Let's feel our, our, our anchor being secured in a hope that's bigger than what we're going through. Amen? Let's say this together, and when we do, let's, let's lay hold upon it. Let, let's, let's put our emotion into it. Let's let our souls be affected by it. Amen? All right, let's say it together. In Christ, I have received the promise of abundant life here on the earth and through eternity. And you can say, well, that, that's a given. But no, let's say it again. And let's see ourselves. I already have this. Amen? In Christ, I have received the promise of abundant life here on the earth and through eternity. All right, let's say this next one. As I now come boldly to the throne of grace, any hope in that promise is anchored against any challenges. By thinking on his word and honoring his presence, I am freed from all other diversions in hope. Man, I challenge you to put this to the test. You're going through something where you just, this is what, this is what the enemy wants to do is cause confusion where you can't even think straight. Is that, is it, you ever go through that? It's like, man, I can't even come up with a solution at all. I, I just, I just want to check out, right? <laughs> put this to the test. I have thinking there, but you can say meditating, you can say focusing, you can say, you take what God has said, and, and, and you just take a few moments and just, when you're thinking on what God has said, those other thoughts don't get to be. Dead, hope that's dying because of, of some other, oh no, hope in our life. <laughs> it doesn't get to live when you're focusing on him. Amen. I rejoice with every challenging problem and trial, knowing that my faith, patience is growing with each one as it takes me closer to the promise. Isn't that good? You know, I had to climb Kilimanjaro, and every step on that last night was like, oh, man. And you had to realize, this is a hard step, but I'm closer. Everyone is getting me closer to the summit. When my soul is troubled, the Holy Spirit is my comfort and helper to release effective prayer and maintain anchored hope, alive and strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 